Blog Talk Radio. Folks, it's a pleasure to be back with you again on the Coast to Coast Show. My name is Andy Kimball. We do have Amanda Love and the uh, – let me figure out what part of the world she's in today. It's hard to keep track of these days. Um, have a guess, think. Andy. Have a guess. Uh, I'm going to say on top of the um, – still standing in your head on top of the London Tower. Ah, oh, the London Tower. No, I'm still on the Eiffel Tower. The Eiffel Tower. You're still in the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> How you doing? I'm doing good, sweetheart. How about you? Good to catch you. I know it's 1 o'clock in the morning for you, and we appreciate you coming on board here and doing this. And uh, Cornell, you're oh, no online, problem. right? Yes, I am. Yes, oh, I am. Hey, yes, I'm great. There he is. Hey, yes, I'm real great. Oh, good, yeah. Excellent. So, uh, Amanda, let's kick off yeah. the show with uh, with news from your end of the world. What's happening? What's going on there? What's the news? And uh, what are you guys hearing about the USA over there in the U.K.? Okay, well, I can start with the uh, last thing you uh, you mentioned. I've been checking on the election um, because that's uh, always in the news um, with the percentage of the polls and stuff like that. Um, it's also been in the news about Trump with the whole climate change issue. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been making news. Um, and there's other shenanigans of what he's getting up to at the moment. And um, also how Biden is trying to win over the Latin American kind of people. Population. Yeah. 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 That's, uh, so, that's big news as well. It is. And, I know um, in, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. Please don't leave. I know in, in uh, Miami, in Florida, uh, there's a, a very large uh, Latino population and a large percentage of that population is in the Trump camp. And I guess, you know, for whatever reason, uh, their, their experiences under his leadership, they have yeah. they felt positive and continue to do so. Um, and that's where they stand. And I think that Biden, as you just said, is trying to to break in there and to try to, you know, create some uh, some momentum for to swing some of those voters over to his camp. Or, or you know, in Florida, uh it's been pretty much a tie of 48% um, of the population voters each you know, between Biden and Trump. Uh, as of recent, over the last three days, that has increased in Biden's favor by about three points. That doesn't mean anything. That's still well in the lower margin of error. And as we, and, and we say these numbers, when we talk about percentages and polls, which we've done a lot of on this show, we mm-hmm. need to be clear that that in no way is indicative of how the election is going to turn out. What we need to keep in mind and, and be very clear about this is that Hillary Clinton in the 2016 election received 2.75 million more votes than Donald Trump is. Has, right. did, did. Mm-hmm. And, um, and Donald Trump received 70, between 74 and 77,000 votes across three states, cumulatively across three states, um, that sent him to the White House. Right. So, so even though all these polls can come out all day long, of which they are, mm-hmm. clearly being indicative of a, in, in many cases, a double-digit lead by Joe Biden, right. it doesn't mean that Biden's going to win this election. It is very possible that Trump's going to somehow, somehow, I don't know how, but somehow right. win this okay. election. Okay. A- and what my belief is, and his only belief is just my opinion. There's, it's not it's just gut feel yeah. that the polls in 2016, and everybody kind of goes by the polls. Oh, what are the polls saying? What are the polls doing? You know, we place a lot of, 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 of activity and actions based on what the polls say. What are, what's, what are people doing? The polls were indicative of a double-digit lead by Hillary Clinton across the board. Every major poll, 12%, 16%, 9%. Um, So let's just take the scenario. Somebody comes home from work or somebody gets delayed in traffic or somebody's tired, doesn't feel well, and they would normally vote for against Donald Trump and for Hillary Clinton. And they say, you know what? The polls say, you know, I'm not going to worry about it. We're we're good. You know, no way Trump's going to be United States president. I mean, who's going to come on? We kidding ourselves? And that person didn't vote. 
in the state of Michigan, it was only two votes per precinct that was needed to put Hillary Clinton in office from that one state would have made the difference. Wow. Two votes, two votes right? Wow. So to okay. say that that could now, if it happens again and again, it could happen again. If it does happen mm-hmm. again, it's probably going to be by a much, much larger popular vote margin than the 2.75 million that happened in 2016. Right. Okay. My gut instinct is that same scenario. That person who got home from work late, didn't feel like voting, couldn't make it to the polls in time, didn't want to wait in line, whatever it was, whatever the case was, that person this time around is going to vote no matter what. They're going to vote. And, yeah. and I believe that that is going to make the difference. And there's no way the population of this country or the majority of this country is going to put this guy back in office again after what we've experienced in the last three and a half plus years. I could be okay. wrong. I could be wrong. Isn't yeah. that your feeling in yeah. the UK, what, what you're seeing in Europe and throughout you know, your part of the world in terms of the, the attitude and, and the news you're receiving from America? Do you guys scratch your head and say, how are the Americans doing this? There, there's even a possibility that this guy could, could come back in office? Yeah, I mean <laughs> – from from my own personal opinion and and people that I uh, speak to um, and people they've spoken to, it's a common common feeling that nobody really likes Trump. And I apologize to anybody listening who is a Trump supporter. You know, I respect your opinion, and uh, you're perfectly entitled to them. So fair play to you, power to you. <laughs> but um. We don't. Generally, we don't like Trump. We don't. His own yeah. attitude, the way he handles things, the things he says, it's just, it, it appears outrageous. And I personally don't have that trust in him to be that kind of leader for your country. If I was a citizen of your country, there was no way I would ever vote for Trump. That's my personal opinion. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, and again, and I, I feel the same way you you do. And um, and I'm and I must I want to be clear again that this has no bearing on on our feeling on this show of Republicans versus Democrats. It's it's about what's going on in the world and what's going on in the country and who the guy is in the White House in this country right now. Personally, who he is, regardless of what party he belongs to, he belongs to the Republican Party. But I think it's more of a matter of this uh, – of Trump being just not fit to hold the office of the president. He just – you know, the lies and the you know, the, the division that he's created and the, and the level mm. of hate. Um, yeah. It's never happened before in this country, and, and we've had no. – we've, we've had Democrat presidents. We've had Republican presidents. We've had Democratic presidents. We've had Republicans. And there might be – you know, let's say you're, you're a you're Republican and a Democrat gets in and you're like, okay, we lost. Well, we'll work on the next one around. And you survive those four or eight years. You get by. There might be some things that were done that you don't like, whatever. But you don't have this rioting and this hatred and this anger and this division and this this animosity about this one particular person. Not Republican yeah. or Democrat, but the person Donald Trump. And I think that is that is what we uh, – you know, we can talk about the situation yeah. on this show – uh, yeah. I want to make sure that our listeners know that it has nothing to do with us being for or against Republicans or Democrats. No. It's it's about no. looking and analyzing the headlines, the facts, what's going on in this country, living in this country, also getting Amanda's uh, viewpoint and interpretation of what's going on in this country as being representative of another country, the UK. And, and the thing is, Andy, the thing is what happens in America affects the rest of the world. It always does. It always has. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as many people may say that my opinion doesn't matter or count because I'm not a citizen there, unfortunately, we experience a repercussions because the mindsets and beliefs and everything else drip feed into the rest of the countries and there's always an effect from it all, always an effect. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, I, I don't know, you know, the White House now, um, is no longer even recommending the states you know, regarding the coronavirus, you know, just by this is an isolated major, major uh, crisis in this country. The White House is yeah. no longer even recommending that states do things to stop the spread of the virus, things that just weeks ago they were telling the states that they needed to do. Like, let's 
going on here the, regarding the masks? You know, uh, Trump, we talked yeah. about it yesterday and the day before that Trump's out there having rallies. As a matter of fact, there's a rally go, as we do this show live right now. There's a Trump rally going on out at, at, at it's outdoors. But again, no one will be wearing masks. In the meantime, controversially, Joe Biden mm-hmm. is having a rally this evening. I wish there was a way we can tune in. It might be, but I'm not going to oh, experiment. Okay. I, I, we could probably tune in on this and I might be able to to actually broadcast it on the show, but we'll work on that if we can kind of do that as we as we continue to perfect what we're doing here. Um, yes. But it's happening right now. Um, the, and Biden's having – what I was saying before, I'm sorry, I got off track. Biden uh, is having a drive-in town hall meeting tonight in Pennsylvania. Right, like, okay. Like, like what's happening right now, I was just told. It's, hap- it's on right this very second. Please don't leave the show. <laughs> Maybe I can broadcast it somehow. Maybe uh, maybe we can I can turn on the TV and I have a microphone here. I'll pick up my TV and we can broadcast the Biden drive in town hall. I don't know. I know. Wouldn't it be funny if you turn on a my, TV? My senior and... intern here is working on it. I might also be able to tell me. I'll, I'll just experiment, folks. So so bear mm-hmm. bear with us on this show for a second. Yeah. Tell me if you guys hear. I'm just going to pull up the YouTube here. Tell me if you guys can hear this. Okay. Do you hear that? No. No, darling. <laughs> no. But I can hear the flying soldiers in the back background. Uh, <laughs> All right. I, I was curious if I could bring the rally to you, uh, the, both the Trump and the Biden rally to you live. I guess I can't. We'll figure out a way to do that as we move ahead. Um, Talking of which, for now, people, uh-huh. uh, all over, people here all over the, the UK have been um, sending in reports of seeing UFOs when, in fact, it was the um, satellites launched by Elon Musk. Oh man! Yeah, he launched a, he he launched another Tesla in the space. I think did he? It was that my yeah. car. Let me go look at my driveway. He he, he launched my car to space. It? Yo, something like a, another sixteen satellites or something like that. Or I, I gotta wow, go. I gotta go see. If, I gotta go see if Lucille's still in the driveway of of, of uh, <laughs> if Elon <laughs> took it and put <laughs> it in space. Here. Hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got like a a tracker on it? <laughs> I, it I do. Let me see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy. Come on. <laughs> Oh, we'll talk about Teslas. We keep talking about talking about my. Oh, I love my car. I, don't get me started. Don't get me started about this Tesla car of mine. I got a Model Three Tesla, folks. It's just the most exciting vehicle I've ever owned and driven in my entire life. I just can't get enough of it. Any 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 time uh, we need to go on an errand or do anything, we need a quart of milk. I'm like, I'll go, I'll go. Um, it's just such a great experience. I mean, how many people can rave about the experience of driving? You know. We we should charge I, um, them from my endorsement. <laughs> no, yeah. But I'm being serious. No, it, it, it I gotta admit that. the whole the whole autopilot thing I think is the thing that scared me the most. But the more I hear about the car, it, it's growing on me. It's growing on me. Yeah, the the autopilot thing is uh, I think in the passenger seat, as my wife will attest to, it's very scary. And quite often she'll say, "Please don't use the autopilot when I'm in the car," because it does things, wow. changes lanes, uh, stops, yeah. slows down, speeds up, and it does so. Very safely, it is not going to hit anybody or any or you know another car. It, if it changes lanes, it's going to make really sure that it's safe to do it. Sometimes, when when as humans we would change lanes, it begins to, but then goes back, and you scratch your head and you say, why Why didn't it just do it? It's, there's nobody around. But for whatever reason, it sent something to it that said, no, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna wait. I'm not gonna change lanes right now. It would to be safe, but it could have done it. And and I guess it'll continue yeah. to tweak. And they also send out these free updates um, over the air, and your car just suddenly, you know, you, you install it, and it does things it didn't do before, or it improves. It works out some bugs. It works out little things. But it uh, doesn't it's, like it's, it doesn't accidentally surprise you with a, a new function, and you freak out over it. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> well, it suddenly started. It suddenly started broadcasting the show, and I was like, whoa. I, I got in my car. Yeah, I got on. The, it cool. does internet. It's got a you know 15 inch screen. You pull up the internet. You pull up our show, the Coast to Coast show, and bam, out we come up the speakers. The 14, the 14 great speakers in my Tesla. And that is what do I hear? But our, but our show, I hear your voice, Amanda. I hear I hear actually you. Yes. Wow. It, it, wow. It's, it, I guess my car likes your voice. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to know somebody does. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a great voice, and and we'll talk about that yes. more in another show. But uh, folks, I got a couple of tunes that I'm, Amanda's. You know, when when she's not doing a show, she's actually a singer songwriter and artist in the UK, and uh, has recordings out there and is on shows and has some great tunes. 
And uh, yeah. I asked Cornell, our producer, to get Amanda to send me a couple of her songs because I know her as a co-host of this show. I mean, I, I, you know, we do the show together and we talk and we do things and we do the show and okay, next show. Um, but I did get uh, – Amanda did forward me a couple of her tunes last night and I gave them a listen to. And uh, you are quite the talent and, you know, you really are. Oh, bless you. Thank you. Yes, yeah. the songs sound songs sound really, and I've heard a lot of people sing. I've I've hosted many a showcases, been a judge, a play professionally myself, and hosted a lot of open mics in my career, and uh, have heard hundreds, if not thousands, literally, of uh, folks on stage. You know, because I I get paid to go. And next, <laughs> and, 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 and you know, some people work for a living. You know what I mean? But anyway. Um, <laughs> So I've heard many, and 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 coming from there, I'm not Simon Cow, but coming from there, um, you sound great, and and all Aww. the best with that. Continue yeah. success with your Thank you. music. Aww, anyway, so Thank you. it was great, seriously. And folks, uh, Amanda Love, I guess you have a website or something or music. Or... Uh, I've got I've got um, my Facebook page, which is Amanda Love Music Official, and my uh, Instagram, which is A Love music official that people can come and follow me and say hey well hey say hey <laughs> say hey <laughs> hi hello how you doing <laughs> um well you know cool but we know really the what amanda is really about is i want you to get up now <laughs> i want all of you to get up out of your chairs <laughs> i want you to get up right now and go to the window open it and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. I want you to get up right now. Get up, go to your windows, open them, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Things have got to change. Well, and why would she be mad as hell? Well, here's just something else. Yeah. We heard and we talked about on yesterday's show um, during a town hall that uh, Donald Trump held in Philadelphia, my hometown, um, where he said the cure and the fix for the coronavirus is going to be um, with herd mentality. Now, if anybody wants to go to our Coast to Coast Live website and the website for this particular show, I put the definition of what herd mentality is. Uh, there is no such thing as herd mentality. So therefore, it is not on our website. There is something on our website <laughs> called, called herb immunity. It's herd immunity, Mr. Trump, um, not herd mentality. He has no idea what it is himself. He hired somebody um, to work in the White House on the coronavirus who has no experience or expertise whatsoever regarding uh, disease and control. Um, who has this brilliant idea that the, what's going to make the virus go away is this herd mentality. Excuse me, herd immunity. Uh, yes. And w- the definition, now this we do have on our website. Go to the coast to coast, to go to Block Talk Radio and search for our show and this show on the 17th of September, and you'll see the definition. It's, uh, I'll read it to you off our website. Uh, it says, what is herd immunity? Herd immunity occurs when enough people become immune to a disease to make it spread. Unlikely. As a result, the entire community is protected, even those who are not themselves immune. Herd immunity is usually achieved through vaccination, but it can also occur through natural infection. So what that means is you get enough people of the population infected, and, and then the, that they start breathing and, and being in you know, uh, no social distancing, come as close to each other as you can, and all those antibodies and all those germs, which would normally be, you know, coronavirus or some other cold or whatever, how you normally would get sick or ill from somebody else, um, you also inherit the antibodies uh, from those around you. And if you, if enough percent of the population has that immunity, well, then that'll automatically just be inherited by the by the rest of the population. Now, when you talk about a disease which has a very high uh, mortality uh, percent, you know, many people are going to die from this thing. What does that mean about how many people have to um, become infected and die uh, for to take effect for herd immunity to work? Let's dive into this a little bit in several sections and several segments. We're going to start, first of all, with what Donald Trump said regarding herd uh, mentality. I'm using mentality because that's what he said. Um, on the town home in the town hall meeting he had in Philadelphia. Let's take a listen. 
he means herd immunity. He says herd mentality. Wrong clip. Hold on a minute. Here we go. <laughs> Good news that the virus spreads widely because that means that we have a better chance of developing population immunity. It would go away without the vaccine, George, but it's going to go away a lot faster. It would go away without the vaccine? Sure. Over a period of time. Sure. With time. It's been many deaths. And you'll develop, you'll develop herd, like a herd mentality. It's going to be, it's going to be herd developed and that's going to happen. That will all happen. We like the fact that there's a lot of cases. That's exactly how we're going to get herd immunity, population immunity. Well, once you get to a certain number, you know, we use the word herd, right? Once you get to a certain number, it's going to go away. It would go away without the vaccine? Sure. Over a period of time? Sure. With time. It's been many deaths. And you'll develop, you'll develop herd, like a herd mentality. All right. Let's, we're going okay. to continue on right to uh, clip number two. Uh, we're just going to continue on here. Here we go. We use the word herd, right? Once you get to a certain number, it's going to go away. We like the fact that there's a lot of cases. That's exactly how we're going to get herd immunity, population immunity. You'll develop, you'll develop herd, like a herd mentality. Herd uh, mentality. Uh, I like that. I think I'm going to keep this clip and use it for other things we talk about on the show. Anyway, um, (laughs) uh, what I want to jump to now is because I was always really bad in math and I could do the numbers. I think I went over them yesterday pretty accurately, but I'm going to let Rachel Maddow, the host of the Rachel Maddow show on MSNBC, um, do the math for us. So here is a clip from her show as she explains how that would manifest itself in the United States. He means herd immunity. He says herd mentality. Forgive him. Let's forgive him all the false assumptions here, right, that aren't supported by the science. Let's just give him everything he says is going to happen. Let's say it's only 65% of the population you need infected. Let's say everybody who gets infected is immune. Let's just grant it to him. Well, do the math. We're 330 million people in this country. Under this plan, they'd need 65% of 330 million people to be infected. They'd need 215 million Americans to be infected. That's what they would aim for, for herd immunity. Well, right now, we've got roughly 6.6 million people infected in this country and roughly 200,000 Americans dead, which means our fatality rate cumulatively in this country is just under 3%. It's 2.97% of all people who have been diagnosed with COVID-19 in this country have died with it. If that fatality rate stays the same and we go for herd mentality, I mean herd immunity, if 2.97% of all the Americans who get infected die from this thing, which is what we've had so far, then what he's aiming for is 215 million Americans dead, excuse me, 215 million Americans infected, 2.97% of them dead. That is 6,385,500 Americans dead. That would be what he's aiming for here. 6.4 million American deaths. Now, let's rosy up our assumptions a little bit. In terms of the fatality rate, right, this is a president who keeps lying about treatment, about hydroxychloroquine being a miracle cure, maybe a miracle preventive, or who knows, it's just definitely the solution. Right. And the CDC's warning about how that probably does more harm harm than good. That Michael Caputo, who the Trump administration put in charge of the CDC, delayed the release of that report by weeks. While presumably bad doctors around the country who watch Fox News actually put their freaking patients on that stuff. Right. This is a president and an administration in a conservative media universe that has lied all the time from the very beginning about whether there's a treatment for covid or even a cure for covid. No, hydroxychloroquine isn't it. Convalescent plasma, even when they force through the approval of that so they'd have something to brag about at the Republican convention. No, the science isn't there on that either. There is no cure. There is no treatment. But let's be rosy about it. Again, let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Right now, I said the United States overall cumulative death rate is nearly 3% of all people who've tested positive in this country have been killed by this disease. If that holds for this next stage of the Trump plan, that would mean that the Trump White House is planning to kill off more than 6.3 million of us. But again, let's be rosy. Let's say the therapeutics do come around, like they keep saying on Fox News and like the president says at the Republican convention. Let's say the U.S. death toll drops cumulatively to... Not 3%, but let's say drops to 2%. Or, you know what, let's be wildly optimistic. 
let's say the U.S. cumulative death toll from people infected with COVID drops all the way to 1%. Even still, with this herd mentality, herd whatever, herd it'll go away plan, the president is planning, best case scenario, even if we triple our cumulative survival rate thus far, he is planning on killing off 1% of the population he wants to get herd infected. Right? How does that math work out? He's planning on killing off 1% of 215 million Americans who he wants to get infected, which means the White House plan, with all of the rosiest assumptions you can factor into it, is to kill off 2.15 million Americans, which is considerably more than 10 times the number of us who have died already. Okay, that Whoa. is heard. immediately so explained much better than I could do. that. That is what herd immunity is, and that's how it would mm. be applicable in this scenario of the coronavirus here in the United States. So he gets on this town hall meeting and says, oh, herd, herd, herd mentality, herd mentality. Sure, it's going to go away. It will because he's, oh, it's going to go away. We have 50. It's going to go away. It's going to go away on its own. And then he says, well, it's, what I said was right. It's going to go away on its own via herd mentality. I just can't get over it. I I, think I would be very scared if our prime minister said, oh, don't worry about the virus. It's going to go away. That would frighten me. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, how about about, um, Amy Dorsch alleges Trump sexual assault her in 1997 U.S. Open tennis? You hear about that, Andy? No, I didn't hear about that. I've not heard about it. Continue. Ex-model Amy Doris uh, um, alleges Trump sexually assaulted her in 1987 at the U.S. Open Tennis Tournament. But they said the president denies the allegations made in the interview. Of course. (laughs) You might remember the – yeah, that's not the first one. That's not the first Mm. um, time that's occurred. That's – yeah. Uh, there was another. Uh, oh, oh, we talked about this in last week's show. Do you remember? Um, yes. That uh, the uh, attorney general is going to take over in a defamation suit. Some uh, a woman uh, accused Trump of uh, of assaulting her in an elevator. Wow. And uh, and what happened was, although statute of limitations prohibits the prosecution of that case, he called her a liar and some other things publicly. So she went ahead and sued him for defamation of character, and um, there is no statute of limitations on that uh, lawsuit. So, um, so William Barr, the Attorney General of the United States, is now going to defend our our taxpayers are going to supposedly pay for the defense now of 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 that lawsuit against Donald Trump. And since you cannot sue the government for defamation in that scenario. The case would be thrown out. She'd have no case against him. Wow. I just can't believe, you know, we could go. Oh, we have gone on. We've talked about, you know, one thing after another, after another, after another, after another. And, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, th- it comes a point where, you know, it's like beating a dead horse. You know, what, I don't know. What, what more can we say? I don't know. Uh, call, <laughs> call the show. 515. We want you to say something because we're kind of, you know, wow. <laughs> 515-605-9888. We know you're out there. We know you're listening. We see the numbers around the world. And if you are around the world, it's one plus 515-605-9888. Drop a line. Yeah. Give us a call. Uh, or Please you don't chat, be afraid. Right? And, yeah, really. We're, we don't – and even if you disagree, and we've had people call us up, mostly who call us up. As a matter of fact, except for some of the guests that we've had on, I think every call that we've had has been – it, almost, almost every call that we've had has been not in favor of what we've been talking about here. Has been more, you know, aligned with with Trump. And as a matter of fact, I know we had one caller last week who said that the only way the Democrats would win, if they did win, it would be because they cheat. There's no possible way in the world that the Democrats could win this election. And if they did win, it meant that they cheated to do it, based on nothing. There's no numbers. There's no polls. There's no evidence. There's no anything. But just that's what was said and that's what the belief was so even if you were of that mindset we didn't bite the guy did we didn't we treat him fairly and with respect and we and certainly did, yeah. and so if you disagree and 
you just might disagree, and it's okay if you do because we're open to conversation. And it's not like, you know, if you presented some evidence and some facts and talked about something intelligently, we might say, "Gosh darn, we stand corrected." Yes, I understand where you're coming from now, and that makes sense. But you got to call us five one five six zero five nine eight eight eight. You probably you disagree. Is, That's probably why you're not calling. There is something actually that I would find fascinating for listeners' comments on, and even yours, Andy and, and Cornell. Um, mm. Something that was in the news. In fact, this lady appeared on one of our uh, TV channels um, mm-hmm. on a very popular uh, TV show called Loose Women, where a group mm-hmm. of um, actors and, and other people that have been in the industry all sit together and they discuss about, you know, news and, and other various topics. And uh, they had a lady called Dr. Li Meng Yan, who was a scientist who was working at Hong Kong School of Public Health. And she became a whistleblower on the Chinese government recently after she alleged to know about the spread of the coronavirus before publicly acknowledging the outbreak and says that it was um, tracked to a military uh, science lab, something like that, and feels that the uh, virus came from there. And mm. she's, she had to stay in a, um, a location that wasn't known to everybody. You know, she had to stay undercover. Um, but she, she spoke on, on the show. Um, and very fascinating stuff. So, you know, it, it makes you wonder if something really did come from there and, and not on the market like they claimed it did. And if it did, what were their aim? But, you know, mm. it's open open for discussion, isn't it? It's one of those things that not everybody will try to be a part of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you know what? You know what? Well, uh, I stood all I can stand, and I can't stand no more. <laughs> I, I, I'll tell you. Right? Yeah, I'll tell you. Listen, I want to talk for a couple of minutes about our our friends in Hawaii at the Kona Brewery, Kona Beer, which is has just absolutely, you know, I was there, I think we talked yesterday, I was there on a music tour. Actually, I was two music tours, and I was introduced to um, to Kona Beer by the folks who invited me to come over to Hawaii and perform, and um, and I was really enjoying it. And once I discovered Kona Beer there, I was started uh, every time we went out. I was taken to a lot of places and really treated nicely when I was in Hawaii. And uh, every time I went out, uh, Andy, what kind of beer would you like? Kona, Kona, Kona. I had never had it. I had never heard of it. Uh, and um, I, I got to tell you, it was just wonderful. And it was one of the things I thought I would really miss when I returned back to the mainland here, that I would really miss that Kona beer. And then I was at a, um, a liquor, oh, which I just also learned is a national store here in the United States called the liquor uh, you know, spirits uh, chain called uh, Total Wine. And went to the beer section and lo and behold, Kona beer by the case and uh, picked up a variety pack. And wow, I was like a, kid in a toy store just so excited that i was able to <laughs> to uh, take kona beer home and guess what i did today folks ready for this amanda you want to know what i did today oh please tell you don't you don't really have to know, want to know but you can just say you want to know <laughs> I, do, I do i know you don't know. give it you don't give a damn you say andy I we did. don't care what you do i really doesn't you know it really never crosses my mind what andy is giving doing at any point during the day i understand that's the story of my life i understand this i understand but just for the purpose of the show just for the purpose yeah no respect just for the purpose of the show you could say andy what did you do today i know you don't care but you could just ask me like you do care go ahead andy what did yes? you do today funny you should ask i, I thought you'd never wow. ask i'm so glad you did Excellent. I'd love to be cared about. Amanda, thank you very much. That was very thoughtful. You're welcome, Dennis. Okay. Uh, what I did today is I called Total Wine. I found out where you can – I called some liquor distributors in, in on the East Coast in Delaware near where our producer, Cornell Butler, is, and I, and I called around, and I asked, do you have Kona beer? And all these places said, nope, sorry, we don't. Nope, sorry, we don't. And finally, I called a place, and uh, and I said, yeah. One guy said, yeah, I, I've heard of it, but we're 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 stocked up. We can't. We can't take any more, but you could try one of the big national chains like Total Wine. And I was like, oh, there's a Total Wine there? 
So I called Total Wine near where Cornell is, and I said, do you have Kona beer? And they said, yep. And I got on the phone to Cornell, and Cornell, what I do? You say, you're in your car. Get that Kona beer right now. And guess what I did? I made a U-turn. I made a U-turn. <laughs> it went straight to the Total Wine and got it. And I can't wow. wait to drink it. Matter of fact. Now you guys are making me jealous because I can guarantee we haven't got that here. So, yo, it's the best, Andy. I mean, this. I mean, Andy been talking about this bear so okay. long. He made yeah. me like I have to get this bear. I okay, have so, to. so Andy, if you can explain yes. or describe in in the best way possible, what what does it what does it taste like? Is it smooth? Is does it have a sharp taste to it? Is it kind of sweet or? It's more of the after effects, I think. Oh. <laughs> that's what it is. Oh, that's what it is. Okay. I need to start drinking. You know, how do you right. spell relief? You know what I'm saying? No. <laughs> the, the, uh, no, uh, in all seriousness, I, I know, really, it's a good question. It's a good question. And uh, here's my take on it that when you're drinking the, the island lager, the, um, the IPA, um, whichever beer, and I, I get a variety pack, so I get you know several of them. And I just re- literally reach in my refrigerator and I grab one, whatever it happens to be. But whichever beer of Kona that you're drinking, it has this really distinctive, uh, you want to, I don't know, call it a bite, you know, a, like a, a nice refreshing bite to it, regardless of what type of, whether it's a more of a, of a lager, a heavier beer, an IPA, an ale, whichever one. It just has this really distinctive bite, and it's uh, just refreshing, and, and it has a great aftertaste. And, uh, yeah, so okay. we can okay. we can probably do a whole show. I guess we're on a way of doing a whole show on the Kona beer, which we, which we won't. But, <laughs> but I just wanted to uh, get, you know, just... So you you got it you got a variety pack well, right well, Cornell? Yeah, I did. But tell them which um the new cone that you found out uh, what the oh. um the one we oh. drunk today. Funny story. We were having dinner just the other night, and uh, and uh, my daughter, and my wife, um, I had already poured a glass of wine for myself, and uh, my daughter and my wife sat down with a can of uh, flavored seltzer water. What I thought was seltzer. It said Kona on the top. I'm thinking Kona. What if that's God, that's funny. Somebody took the name and they're making seltzer, Kona seltzer. What that's about? But I, they said, do you want some? And I said, no, no, I'm, I'm having a glass of wine. And that was it. It wasn't until today, just before I talked to Cornell today, I went and looked at a can in the refrigerator to see that Kona seltzer was actually an alcoholic beverage, 5% alcohol. And <laughs> lemon, lime, tutti frutti, whatever, punch. And I, I looked at it. I said, oh, my God. So I opened up a can. I'm like, and I, I, think, I think, yes, I did it when Cornell was on the phone with me. He said, <laughs> He said, I'm in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Which one so, did you have? I had the Tropical Punch. Oh, that sounds wonderful. It was amazing. And I thought it was just like a, sel- a flavored water, you know, like a flavored seltzer water. I know when they offered mm. it to me, they, you know, offered yeah. it at dinner. I, had, I said, now nah, I'll have wine. And, <laughs> um, and today, I'm like, you know, I said, wait, is this stuff have alcohol? He said, yeah, it does. I'm like, No. No, oh, then I read the can, Kona Brewery Company. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Got to try it. And it is fabulous. So wow. anyway, we love the product. I called them today, and we're going to actually – I should call them now. I should call yeah. them now. Yeah. Should I, I should call them now and get Why? them on the show. Yes, Andy, do it. Do me a favor. While I'm doing this, folks, I need you to kind of take the show and talk about what else. Look up CNN. Look up uh, Wall Street Journal. Look up uh, Fox News. What else is going on? Talk about the news. In the meantime, I'm going to look up Kona Beer. We should do this. is going to be fun. I want to get them on the air right now. Go ahead, guys. Okay. You got the okay. show. Shall I um, give you – yeah, I was going to say, shall I give you some more information about what's going on here? So uh, talking about the coronavirus because it's very, very important here right now that um, I talked on yesterday's show about possibly having a curfew brought in. And although I think Boris Johnson still wants to go ahead with that, there's been major concerns today because um, they've also been discussing having another lockdown, another national lockdown, but only keeping it to two weeks. 
because they can't we just as as our economy is already destroyed we cannot possibly hold out any longer before we face some very very serious issues very serious um so that's going on right now and so there's a lot of talk about that and also because of this and and the other things that Boris has been discussing yeah. uh with cases increasing dramatically um, what are hundreds the, of what are the num- what are the numbers the numbers recently have gone up to hang on I haven't got that in front of me sweetheart um is it over a thousands um it's in my file. Yes, yeah, so we are currently at where is it? Well, I try and I'll try and find that whilst I'm. Hey, no I've got it. I've got it, darling. Okay, so we've had three thousand three hundred ninety-five new cases. Wow. And that's been since the 3rd of September. And we've had 21 new deaths, and that's been since the 3rd of September. So the total deaths now is 41,705. And the total confirmed cases of the virus are 381,614. Oh, my God. Mm. Yeah. Unbelievable. So people have been turning up, hundreds of people have been turning up at hospitals in the A&E department all seeking tests for the virus um, because there's been such a shortage for tests in this country and the, the demand obviously is forever growing so there's a huge strain on everything right now and uh, things are looking very scary over here. Unbelievable. So, yeah. yeah they, shutting really down they shutting down everything? I think they will. Yeah, I think it's definitely going to lead to this two-week national lockdown that's my personal opinion it just seems to be heading that way very quickly and in all fairness although our economy is destroying itself um i think it's going to it's going to help the situation very quickly um it's not good for us in in, in the sense of am i worried yes um yeah obviously i'm concerned you know because I don't want more people dying. And at the same time, thousands, hundreds of thousands of people are losing their jobs and being made redundant and businesses are having to shut down. And, and it's a crazy thing to witness. It's almost like watching the end of the world. And definitely. definitely. So I try to, I try to detach myself from it as much as possible. I mean, I'm lucky enough to be able to work from home. And so I feel very blessed and and honored to have that, um, that position, but you know, I feel for everybody out there who is struggling with this so badly, and my heart goes out to everyone with everything that's going on. But I think if people just became more responsible, yes, they would be helping everyone out. Yeah, we're all we're all entitled to those personal opinions. Oh, I don't believe it's real, and you know all that kind of thing. But but still, having compassion, yeah, having compassion for everybody around you who does believe it's real, who's losing family members and friends to to this this thing. I think. It's just—it's going to help so much, so it much. Well, yeah. and, and the thing about it is, I—I'm over. Um, we call it the states. I mean, that's what y'all call the states, America. The states. Yeah. yeah. It's like I—I I still, still in, in shock. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like you. Can't yeah. Travel. I mean, last time I traveled, um, like a month or two ago, um, I was on an airplane, and it was kind of crazy just to be on an airplane. Wow! Everybody with a mask on, and I'm like, yeah. it's like, is this really happening? I'm yeah. like, and it's kind of scary because it's unbelievable. Reason why I say it because if you, even though if somebody coughs or something like that, even though if they probably got allergies or anything like that, you still look at look at them a certain way, like, yo, get away from me. It, it's like, yeah, oh, of course, I, yeah, so yeah, it's it's I understand there's people out there who, medically speaking, cannot wear a mask. So, yeah. Hello. Sorry. Hello. <laughs> there are people out there who are, you know, walking around with no masks on because medically speaking, they're not allowed to to wear them um, for whatever reason that is. And of course, we look at them and, and we judge them, just as you said. And it's kind of like, oh, get away from me! Why are you wearing a mask? We get angry yeah. at them. They sneeze. And, 
I mean, sneezing is like normal. If, if somebody yeah. sneezes, they're like, oh, get away from me. It's like make it, psychologically, it's like people like real scared. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know, I went in this just very early when the virus was um, just starting to take off. Um, I suffer with um, like mucus problems due to uh, being having an allergic reaction to dairy. So if I have too much dairy, I tend to get congested on my chest and then yeah. I just start coughing, of course. And at the, the time this virus was taken off, I went, I went into a food store and um, I started coughing and that seemed normal to me. But then I just saw people just like beeline from the aisle I was on. Get away from me. <laughs> get away from me. And I suddenly hey, realized, folks. oh my goodness! Yeah. Hey, Andy. Hey, I couldn't, I couldn't get, I couldn't get anybody over Corona. So um, we'll work Aww. on that, though. We'll work on that. Yeah. We'll work on that. Definitely. Yeah. That's a, yeah. Hey, man. You know what? It will be great if we um, one day get them on the air and they mark the department and just talk. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I, on. maybe I can, can convince them to uh, send me over a crate or something. I can uh, you, pass you them around know. in the and, UK. <laughs> and and just, just to be clear, they in no way endorse or sponsor this show. We're just no. we're just talking about the product because we enjoy it. That's all. So yeah. 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 So if you're listening, <laughs> we're not getting paid to say this. No. So basically, <laughs> truth. <laughs> and fact. <laughs> Yeah. Absolutely. So anyway, so other news that came out of uh, this is uh, fairly new that uh, um, barely half of Americans now say they will get a coronavirus vaccine, um, according to most recent polls, down from 72 percent in May. More than 40 percent of school workers are at high risk for severe cases of uh, COVID-19, and half of them say they would uh, they would not get a vaccine. Um and I don't blame them. I, I'd be kind of like, I don't know. I don't know. Mm. You know, we kind of rush this thing through. Yeah. Uh, you know, but a much, um, you know, the testing recommendation um, on the CDC's website last month was, was not written by CDC scientists. True. Really? True. Yeah. There's the testing okay. recommendation. Again, I'll say that again. The CDC's website, the testing recommendations that are on there, was not written by CDC scientists. These are things we're going to elaborate on and talk about more as we, as we continue with the show. Um, the global total cases surpassed 30 million today. Mm-hmm. 30 million. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my, that's, my goodness. That's scary. That's like what you said before, Andy, about the fires and everything. Mm. Yes. Yes. And there's yes. more. More than 40% of U.S. school employees are at high risk for severe COVID-19 cases. If you work for wow. a school, more than 40% of you that do work for schools are at high risk for severe COVID-19. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and as we just said, the Americans' willingness to get a, a coronavirus vaccine is dropping, is dropping steadily. And, and I think I think one of the reasons why it's dropping is we're starting to lose confidence and we're losing confidence in the leadership of this country in handling the virus. That is also a fact. And, and mm-hmm. maybe more so every day. People are just saying, oh, my God, I just, you know. Just... Um, and it was uh, – I was asked earlier um, in the email about um, – to look up where we stand by somebody affected by this, where we stand in the next um, – uh, what do you want to call it? Government uh, contribution, financial contribution to this citizens of America uh, because of the lack of employment and the trouble that people are having and paying their rents and their mortgages and bills and so forth. And uh, there is the answer to that question is that there is no movement as of right now. Stimulus talks have stalled. Uh, Nancy Pelosi is defending a $2.2 trillion demand that uh, that is – been called an ultimatum, so they're a stalemate right now. All uh, right, okay. So we don't know. In New York City, they're delaying the start of in-person classes for most students across the board, and wow. yeah, and this is you know just a month ago, New York was, you know, whoa, look, they were one of the worst, if not the worst, 
infected areas in the country, and they were like being held up as well. Look at a great job they've done, and they did. I'm not taking that away from them, but right now, because of the soaring number of chronic cases coming about, uh, they have started decided to delay the start of in-person classes. Okay. Oh my okay. goodness. And where Amanda is in Europe, as she was just saying, uh, they're starting lockdowns again. As the yes. World Health Organization warns of a very serious resurgence in Amanda's backyard, specifically. Resurgence yeah. of what? We don't know. Are you growing? What are you growing back there? It's right here. Amanda... <laughs> Amanda's growing something that she mowed down. She cut her grass, and there's a very serious resurgence. We'll find out what that was on tomorrow's show. <laughs> yes, that I, would be good. I wonder, Andy, I wonder, and Amanda, I wonder, hmm. I mean, this coronavirus, what about the people that have, like, don't have no health care or anything? Does that really affect them? Uh, Are you talking about this this country or your country, Ireland? I mean, like, I'm sorry, like health insurance. I mean, are you going to pick the people with health insurance or the people that don't have first or the people? It'll make a difference. Uh, Andy, you go first. Uh, If you don't have health. Gosh, too much of that. uh, (laughs) Yes. uh, If you don't have health insurance, you will be admitted and treated in the hospital. Okay. Yeah, that's good to know. That's good to know. Obviously, over here we don't have that kind of thing. Uh, we do have health insurance for for other reasons, like you know, life insurance. Um, but generally, you know, we've got the the NHS, which is uh, something the government funds um, that healthcare system, which we're very very grateful for. And uh, so anybody sick can just go to the hospital or doctor, and we're very blessed to have that. Very blessed. It's something you, you know. It, it's interesting because uh, along those lines. Um, the CDC guidance um, said that it wasn't necessary to test people without symptoms of COVID-19, even if they had been exposed to the virus. But if you don't okay. have symptoms, then there's no reason to test. That wasn't written by CDC scientists. Let's be very clear. Okay. And it, it came at the same time when public health experts were pushing for more and more and more testing rather than less. Everybody should get tested because there's a as even somebody who called the show a couple weeks ago and said the whole coronavirus is a hoax and it wasn't affecting that many people. Um, even while that was was happening, um, the there was a wide push to test as much of the population as we can because there is a percentage of the population that will become infected and be asymptomatic. They'll, they'll, they'll come and go. They'll never know they had it. In the meantime, they're out there, maybe not wearing masks and giving it to other people who also might be asymptomatic, but they can also mm-hmm. relate the virus and transmit it to somebody who could get sick. And then they can transmit it to somebody, a family, a loved one, a friend who could get sick and die and on right. and on and on. Just, you can just do the math yourself and, and multiply what I just said and convert what I just said in terms of a scenario, replace the scenario with actual numbers. And, and we come up with, with one, one hell of a crisis, which we know we're in right now. And people, and Donald yeah. Trump is making, you know, how often does he talk about people dying? Human beings dying from this, you know, people who walk the earth, who have families and lives and and kids and who are brothers and sisters and moms and dads and sons and daughters who are dead because of coronavirus. There's nothing from this guy, zero, no empathy whatsoever. And it's funny because they said, what would uh, Joe Biden do? Joe Biden did what Joe Biden have done. Joe Biden's not the president. Let me ask, call a second. Joe. Yeah. Are you the president? No. Okay. He kept confirmed. He's not the president. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Joe. Hey. Amanda says hi. Wake up. Wake up. Sleepy. Wake up. Okay. Anyway. Uh, he's, he's nodding back to sleep. One of vitamins. You need a shot of B12. So, Yes. So the, uh, you know, and there's other news to talk about, um, you know, uh, outside of the coronavirus. Let me find something. There's got to be something. The coronavirus, coronavirus, all my notes here tied to coronavirus. Come on. Come on. Oh, yeah, there is something. There is something. Um, what is, oh, here's the question of the day. Oh, I forgot. I forgot to ask you guys the question. You know how we do the question oh. of the day? Okay. 
What, Wait. What is the what is the best Indian food? Oh. oh gosh, you know what? I, I have the what? answer. I really okay. have the no, answer. Wait, 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 wait. No, before you before you go on, do you have yeah. the answer today or are we gonna have to wait till tomorrow? No, you, you're going <laughs> to get it today. Oh, this is Whoa. refreshing. We we changing up now, y'all. Are we you feeling all right? <laughs> we got Andy and Amanda show today. Tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Are we ready? Best Indian food. Oh, hot rice. Hot rice. Uh, Amanda. Okay. Okay. uh, Amanda. Okay. Uh, I can give you my favorite dish, which is the uh, chicken tikka masala. Whoa. Yes, that's it. It is. Uh, Yeah. Oh my gosh! I actually, I actually am in awe. I'm more. I was impressed with you before. Now, now I'm even more impressed. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, chicken. Let's hear it. Chicken, chicken, my Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, I get to yeah. write out the picture. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can introduce it. It's fine. <laughs> So you never know what our question of the day. If you would like us to ask one, have one of your questions uh, be on our show, just uh, call us at 515-605-9888. Or what's our Instagram, folks? What's the Instagram? The Instagram is... (laughs) I'm like, huh? (laughs) Can I say it? Yeah, go, go. Instagram at the Andy and Lloyd Show. Hello? Hello? Uh, kind of interrupted. We do have a caller from, uh, oh. looks like California. Caller, you're on the line. Are you there? Hello there. Hello there. Hey, Hi. How you Hi. I, What's um, your name? Uh, my name is Marie. I'm calling, and I heard uh, some of the, the end of your conversation a little bit ago, just about, you know, all the, the coronavirus handling, but talking about in in other news um just thinking here in california how just you know the skies are still smoky and the lack of response from the administration um just thinking like even just beyond the the coronavirus but as a health from a public health standpoint you know Mm -hmm. how how is that uh there's no there's nothing to be spoken about that from the administration really it's kind of surprising i'm scary Yes, it is. It's terrifying too. I mean, it it almost seems uh, like that 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 pattern of neglect for for the general population of Americans. I feel like is is really yeah. showing. It's and almost every week there's something new. Um, and right. I, I the I don't know if it's been discussed. I didn't tune in earlier in the show, but the um the whistleblower nurse from one of the ICE detention centers that where they were performing hysterectomies on some of the women in the in the without their approval. Um, wow. Which is like very alarming, very alarming. You know, those wow. kinds of practices and acts are kind of what you see at the beginnings of, you know, like racial cleansing and, and that kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah. It's it's really, and there's also nothing to be spoken of from that either. And, and the woman who was the whistleblower eventually did, I think, get on video um, putting herself at risk there just because I think, you know, and like I said, one thing after another, every week, it just seems like the lack of, of empathy for, for American lives. See, it's course. very apparent, you know? Yeah. yeah. And the, the other thing too is um, the blame, of course, you know, in the democratic states, the blue states, the division, but I don't see how that re- like rhetoric, I mean, going into the election, I guess that's kind of all he has, but I don't see how division is going to help those undecided voters who really probably want more unity, especially out in, you know, in, in affected states that have had hurricanes and, and such like that. Yeah, of course. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely well, concerning. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so yeah. grateful that you called in though to discuss this because, you know, yeah. it is alarming. It's very alarming. I mean, that's some yeah. information. For us, I mean, we, I mean, for the, also for the audience. <laughs> yes. Yeah. People need to know about yes. this, you 
Yes. People do, you know, it's happening on our own soil and um, mm. under under this current administration too. And, and it's it's crazy to see how no matter what new information comes out, the people that I've noticed at least, you know, I've tried to hear open arguments from each side, and I no matter what happens, there seems to be nothing that sways sways the, the strong Trump supporters any other way. Well, let me ask you astonishing. I mean, can I ask you a question? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, how did how how's this affecting you mentally? Mentally, it's 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 exhausting. It's exhausting. I would say. Um, I think just just not only um, you know the fact. I'm not really as shocked by the fact that Trump still has as, as much popularity as he does, you know, among his supporters. But I'm more just shocked at the fact that at this point, it's not even about the candidate or, or the who is in government, but, you know, what American government kind of was built on and stands for. And it, it seems like a lot of people that claim they're quote unquote patriotic, um, it feels like they're almost as un-American as it gets, you know, when it comes to caring for, for fellow citizens. Yeah. It, it's I amazing. Think... It, it's really, it's heartbreaking, you know, it's, it's exhausting. It's tough. Yeah. I think that, you know, if if Trump was ever to make a great campaign for himself, it would be to prove that he could help with this coronavirus and all the things that you've just discussed. That would make the perfect case for him. You know, a lot more people Mm -hmm. would back him up and say, yeah, this is the guy for us. Look look what actions he's taken to help us all. And, you know, like I discussed earlier in the show, I don't know if you heard, but generally speaking for me, I have no faith in the guy. Um, He's, Mm -mm. you know... He's led me down that path for quite a while. I don't know other people will have yeah. their own opinions Absolutely. on this, but, you know, yeah. Absolutely. And it's a crazy because, you know, as these things are happening, he's given opportunity after opportunity to do something that yes. to, to make a better case for himself. And it's almost constant disappointment. And it's it's like, come on, people are going to are scared. You know, he's not really easing anyone. And yeah. You're right. Pain. Yeah. A lot of people, um, how, do, how are you feeling, you know, these what's going on in America and they'd be like I don't know why I'm stressed out I don't get no sleep I, I'm worrying and all that stuff. yeah like, it's like people are really stressed right out. Well, men, I mean I know people even um I'm not sure how it is over in the UK Amanda but um I know people in other countries are worried not just for the United States but for themselves too because of, the, of course you know yeah how much influence the United States can have very much so um like I said earlier in the show that what happens in America affects the rest of the world. It really does. We exactly. we have the repercussions kind of, sets, of those actions. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It really sets a precedent, you know, and you see that in the, in you know, policies that were a little bit more progressive, you know, during Obama's era that the rest of the world started to follow, but now it's yeah. backtracking. Almost. So it's really it's yeah. as important as ever for sure. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. It's so but sad. thank you guys so much for keeping these conversations going. I think it's important that, you know, uh all this information's out there. Well, hey, we 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 appreciate that feedback and we appreciate your support in this cuz we just want to try and help people. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so somebody no, I heard yeah, in the background. Yeah, you guys are great. Then. You guys are great. They definitely um going to try to tune in much much more frequently. Oh, thank you so much. Thank Michelle. you. We've, we're so thank grateful you. to have you. Thanks. Definitely appreciate Absolutely. your call. Thanks for calling Absolutely. in. Don't be a stranger. We'll talk to you soon. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, call again. Then. Call okay. again. All right. We'll do. Take care bye and bye. stay safe, darling. Bye. Bye-bye. Oh, very good. Oh, Thank you very much for that call. That was beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, we're going to – we're actually past our on-air time. We're on the after show right now, and I didn't want to uh, cut um, Marie off, so um, we, we're you right now – Man. We're, very yeah, we're right now we're on the yes. the, the folk and this is this is and we're learning about this as we move ahead and what we've also learned this whole podcast adventure is new to all of us you know hey I'm a guitar player what do I know right um, <laughs> what we what we do uh, know is that most of these broadcasts are on our listenership although is you know over a thousand now uh, most of those listeners tune into the show not live but they they download the podcast they listen to the stream after we've already done the show. So, yeah, therefore, there's actually as much relevance in what we're doing now, although the live broadcast is over, people are going to be clicking and listening to this entire show um, as a podcast. So that's, that's the way it is. Really in cool. Which case, really cool. We're, we're going to – tomorrow is, uh, is Friday. Tomorrow, our co-host is Big 
Uncle Ike, and you can't miss that at uh, 5 p.m. Oh, my, you never know what's going to – it's just an exciting adventure. What can I tell you? Reyes will be on the show, too, talking about his past and, you know, upcoming movies that he's in. Yeah, you broke up a little bit. Who is that? You broke up a little bit. Who's that? Who's uh, that? Fernando Reyes. He's an actor. He's yeah, going sure. To of course. Past movies and future yeah. that he's been doing in the world. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, um, we'll look forward to that. And uh, if you haven't heard one of our Friday Big Ike shows, uh, he started as a caller. He's a, I think he's a Lloyd Booker's uncle or relative, and he just started calling in. And it was got so zany and crazy, and people started appreciating what we were doing with uh, Big Ike so much that we decided to make him a fixture on our Friday show. So – uh, that being said, do not miss Friday's show. We do broadcast live at 5 p.m. Uh, that's Pacific time, 1 a.m. in uh, where Amanda is in London. Uh, Amanda, thank you for hanging in there. You probably, you know, I'm, I'm glad oh, you stayed welcome. awake to do this. Yeah, I've got and, some uh, matchsticks, you know, in the eyelids, you know, that kind of thing going on. I look very, very attractive. That's <laughs> why <laughs> <laughs> And uh, where um, Cornell is on the East Coast, it's uh, we're at 8 o'clock there, of course. So uh, figure out whatever time that is where you live in the world, because I know we have listeners all over the world. And we want to thank everybody for chiming in and listening to the Coast to Coast show. We have Amanda Love in the UK. We have Cornell Butler, who's a producer of the show. And my name is Andy Kimball. And I want to thank you again for chiming in and for being part of it and listening to this podcast. And we'll look Absolutely. forward to, uh, to doing it again tomorrow with Big Uncle Ike on the Coast to Coast Show, folks. Again, our number is 515-605-9888. Call that after 5 o'clock tomorrow between 5 and 6.30 Pacific time and be part of this zany, crazy show with Uncle Ike. It's a lot of fun. Have a good night, folks. Have a good night. And, Take care. And be safe. You, um, and we'll see you um, – it is tomorrow, right? I am, I'm right about that. It is tomorrow's show. Tomorrow's Friday, it's, right? It's my tomorrow already, yeah. <laughs> All right. And just remember this. I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. <laughs> and we'll leave you with that, folks. Have a good night, and uh, we'll talk to you and see you tomorrow. Take care. Bye. Bye.